No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Well, when Jacob's sons return from buying grain in Egypt, they tell him that the Lord of the land has imprisoned Simeon and wants them to bring back Benjamin. Jacob fears the worst. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Genesis chapter 42, right here on Simply the Bible. Because of the severe famine, Joseph's ten brothers came to Egypt to buy grain. Joseph was the Lord of the land, and no one could purchase grain without first seeing him. When they came to Joseph, they didn't recognize him, although Joseph recognized them. Joseph handled them roughly and accused them of being spies. He imprisoned them all for three days, which gave them some time to think. When he brought them out, they didn't know that Joseph could understand them, and they said to themselves, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear. Therefore this distress has come upon us. 21 years had not released them from their feelings of guilt for selling their younger brother. This was godly guilt, the result of grace and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Joseph released them to return home while he kept Simeon in prison as collateral so that they would bring Benjamin back to Egypt. We continue in Genesis chapter 42, verse 25. Then Joseph gave a command to fill their sacks with grain, to restore every man's money to his sack, and to give them provisions for the journey. Thus he did for them. So they loaded their donkeys with the grain and departed from there. But as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey feed at the encampment, he saw his money, and there it was in the mouth of his sack. So he said to his brothers, My money has been restored, and there it is in my sack. Then their hearts failed them as they were afraid, saying to one another, What is this that God has done to us? Why did Joseph put their money back into their sacks? Wasn't it a work of grace? Like when someone picks up your tab at the restaurant? But the brothers did not expect this. What would you think if you went to the store and bought a cart full of groceries and as you're leaving the store, the manager stops you and gives you your money back, saying, your groceries are on us today. Sounds pretty good to me, but I know I would be shocked if that ever happened. And that is how Joseph's brothers felt when one of them found the money he brought in his sack. But they were more than shocked. They were afraid to the point that their hearts failed them. A guilty conscience will perceive even an act of kindness as cause for suspicion or fear. And they said, what is this that God has done to us? You see, this was no ordinary human fear. This was godly fear brought on by guilt that their sins were ultimately against God. Now they were experiencing a change in their circumstances that could only be attributed to a holy God realigning their priorities to His will. That's godly fear. And like the guilt they felt while in prison, this was a work of grace. God was using 
all these things to bring his best in their lives. Godly fear is precisely what we need. When we are awed with God's grace and holiness, then we begin to accept our circumstances as his divine work to bring about his glory and our welfare. This is the beautiful work of God's grace. As John Newton wrote in his classic hymn, Amazing Grace, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved." Verse 29, Then they went to Jacob their father in the land of Canaan and told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man who is lord of the land spoke roughly to us and took us for spies of the country. But we said to him, We are honest men. We are not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is with our father this day in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the lord of the country, said to us, By this I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take food for the famine of your households and be gone. And bring your youngest brother to me so I shall know that you are not spies, but that you are honest men. I will grant your brother to you and you may trade in the land. Then it happened as they emptied their sacks that surprisingly each man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their fathers saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. It was bad enough that they found money in one of the sacks at the encampment, but now they discovered that every man's money was in his sack. They knew that if they went back to Egypt, then they would be accused of cheating the Lord of the land. What was happening to them? And Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me. Joseph is no more, Simeon is no more, and you want to take Benjamin? All these things are against me. Jacob's heart gave way to fear. Not godly fear, but human fear. This kind of fear is a weakness of the flesh. Rather than realizing that as children of God we are deeply loved and nothing can come into our lives except that it is father-filtered, We become afraid when circumstances threaten us. A person who gives way to fear will soon despair and may even lash out against others. They will look for someone else to blame for the circumstances that are beyond their control. Jacob said to his sons, You have bereaved me. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And you want to take Benjamin. Could it be that he now suspected his sons of foul play regarding Joseph? Or was Jacob just looking for anyone to blame because of his intense grief? Clearly, Simeon being in prison wasn't their fault, and they didn't want to take Benjamin. It was the only way that they could ever see Simeon again. But Jacob's fear led him to these wrong conclusions. Then Jacob cried out from the place of utter despair. All these things are against me. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that everything and everyone was against you? It is common when people reach a point of discouragement and despair. But is it true? Not if you believe in Jesus Christ and have accepted his provision on the cross for your sins. 
because you have passed from death to life and from the power of Satan to the power of God. And you are God's dearly loved child. He's crazy about you. He's thinking about you all the time. He is for you, not against you. As the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8.31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If Jacob only had known what God was preparing for him, he thought that all things were against him. In reality, God was working all these things to reconcile him with his long-lost son, Joseph, to free Simeon, to protect Jacob and his family from the remaining years of famine, and to provide a place for them to prosper in Egypt. How great is our God, who saves us from all bad things, whether real or imagined, so that he can give us all good things. But fear had concealed all this from Jacob's eyes. Rather than rejoicing in the Lord, he was overwhelmed by fear and then despairing in his circumstances. How like Jacob we all are. Verse 37. Then Reuben spoke to his father, saying, Kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you Put him in my hands and I will bring him back to you. But Jacob said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead and he is left alone. If any calamity should befall him along the way in which you go, then you would bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Reuben was probably trying to help, but what good was his suggestion? Later on his deathbed, Jacob will say to Reuben, his firstborn, that he is unstable as water. Here, he is trying to be responsible in looking after Benjamin, but he is rash in his words. How would Reuben, putting to death his two sons, Jacob's grandsons, bring any comfort to his father? Jacob's life was completely bound up in his son Benjamin. As the only surviving son of his beloved Rachel, Jacob couldn't bear to lose him. Jacob was unwilling to let go of his grip on Benjamin. Is there anything or anyone in your life of which you are unwilling to let go and trust God? What if God told you to let go? What if he told you to offer up the thing you love the most as he did when he told Abraham to offer up Isaac? We all have things or people that we hold on to and they have a hold on us. But what if God calls us to trust in him and relinquish these to his sovereign care? Jacob did everything in his power to prevent Benjamin from going down to Egypt. But in the end, this is exactly what happened. As he had wrestled with the angel of the Lord earlier in life, he was now wrestling with God's will. Jacob thought he knew best, but he could not see what God saw. He thought that by holding on to Benjamin, he was keeping him safe. But the truth was that in releasing Benjamin, he would have everything. Joseph, Simeon, and Benjamin. This is why our strong will must yield before God. We cannot see into tomorrow as God sees. We don't know all the facts as God knows. 
we can't change the circumstances as God can. To hold on to our own will rather than letting go and trusting God makes no sense. But yet people do it all the time. They think that by letting go of their control, it will only lead to sorrow. But the opposite is true. By letting go of control, they fall into the everlasting arms of the one who loves them the most, who is working all things together for good in their lives. This is the heritage of every believer in Jesus Christ. So what circumstances are you now facing? Are they surprisingly fortuitous? Is when the brothers discovered all their money in their sacks? How are you responding to the grace of God in your life? Are you suspicious of it? Or does it somehow remind you of your own guilt? Do you know that God designs his goodness to lead us to repentance? God wants to prove to you just how good he is so that you will trust in him, so that you will turn from your sins and accept his provision in your life. Now, that may mean that you first experience godly guilt and godly fear. You realize that circumstances are being ordered in your life because God has a plan and he will use all things, even your mistakes, to bring about his perfect will in your life and make you a trophy of his grace. Believe it and let him have the things that hold you. It is the only way to receive the good and perfect gifts from your heavenly Father. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd love to hear from you. Well, tomorrow we're going to see that when the brothers won't return to Egypt without Benjamin, Jacob has great reservations, but must finally relinquish the situation to God. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.